Do you like movies? Get busy living or get busy dying. Mr. Anderson. Life, uh, finds a way. TV? A girl has no name. Soft kitty, warm kitty. You didn't think I'd just disappear, did you? Music? Hello. All my friends are eating steak, it's slow. Girl, the world. Video games? It's me, Mario. Get over here! If you love geeking out about your pop culture passions, See Here's the Thing may be the podcast for you. Join me and my co-host Patrick as we dive into a weekly digest of news clips about movies, TV, video games, theater, and more. Special guests, improv games, and terrible celebrity impersonations abound in our weekly episodes published directly on Podomatic. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, and Pinterest. See, here's the thing. It's where humor and pop culture collide. Hi, this is Gordon Keith of Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket, and uh, I don't want this to be construed as an endorsement of the Gravity Beard podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. This is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Dude, I am fantastic. Tonight has gone great. How are you, buddy? (laughs) It really has. And I almost don't want to ask you what I'm asking you anyways. Did you know that we have a special guest with us today? Yes, and I'm actually really excited about it. Mark's good people, so... Yeah, it's the it's the host, one of the co-hosts of the Station Wagon podcast. His name is Mark Schechter. Mark, hi, welcome to the show. Hey guys, hey, hey welcome, so man. Ex- I'm really excited to be here. This is great, and it's awesome to just completely do this on the fly without any rehearsals or other takes. So it, it's, it's, it's great, great to have you. It is great Thank to you. have you. Thanks. I've never looked forward more to a show that I've, I was going to record until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, with that, are you ready to get started? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, let's jump right in and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. It's going to be a good week, I think. <laughs> Boy, is it going to be a good week. <laughs> Yesterday was National Just Because Day. Oh, okay. So far, off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a good way to celebrate. Do you want to know what it was? Please. <laughs> I chose to wear my shirtest pants all day. Oh. Hey, that's fantastic. That's things that children do. Just because. Just because. As a matter of fact, my children have worn their shirtest pants because their father taught them how to do it. <laughs> so moving right along, I think that um, National Cherry Turnovers Day is a complete waste of a day. God. And, um, I, you know, which is today. Today is, is National today. Cherry Turnover Day. Exactly. It's today. And I, I still don't know if it's, uh, uh, you know, in related to a dish or like a surrender, like turn over your cherries to the police or insert, you know, governing body of cherries here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to believe that it's you have to turn over all of your cherries, that they get surrendered. You have to surrender your cherries. I'm going to believe that it was started by the lobbyists of the cherry growers of Washington State my beloved home state. 
because they've got a huge business based on cherries. We're always eating cherries here. And if they could have a cherry turnover day, I mean, come on. I would eat cherry turnovers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That would be awesome. <laughs> so big, big cherry out in Washington is trying to screw the little guy. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Big cherry. It's the it's the cherry <laughs> military industrial complex coming coming along. <laughs> wow. 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 This is, I didn't even expect any of this. Wow. Yeah, I, I thought National Cherry Turnover Day was lame, but Marcus seems, seems to be getting quite a bit out of it. No, I, and I notice I'm getting more energetic just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're excited about National Cherry's, Cherry Turnovers Day, uh, then surely you'll be excited about tomorrow's celebration, which is National Chop Suey Day. Yes, System of a Down, great song. I'm going to celebrate that all day. Do you think that's what it's about? Do you think it's about the song or the food? You know, it's got to be the song. I'm going to go with the song. All right, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not into the food. I'm not into chop suey. Let's, let's just turn over a new leaf here, guys, and go on to Wednesday, which is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Oh. And if you're excited about that, perhaps the most ridiculous celebration day up until this point is Thursday, and you have your choice of three completely pointless celebrations. Are you ready? Do it. Hit me. Okay, so the first option, <clears throat> should you choose, is National Matchmaker Day. And let me tell you what this is. If you're single, this is when you celebrate all your annoying, nosy friends that won't stay out of your business that are trying to set you up with their other desperate single friends. So, as a result of that, I'd like to offer an alternative celebration. I like to call it Mind Your Own Damn Business Day. Yes, that is the successful alternative. You that have is. just won the day with that one because nobody likes matchmaker friends, but every matchmaker friend is extremely proud of the fact that they're a matchmaker friend and no one likes that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you still have two other ridiculous options for Thursday. The f- first of the final two is National Diatomaceous Earth Day, and I have no idea why there's a day to celebrate pool chemicals. <laughs> I'm not sure about your like you know hesitancy there. I think we should have more celebrations for pool chemicals. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> right, a chlorine day. <laughs> right, perfect. Yep. Well, at least your third option is is it's not great, but it's better than the first two, and that's National Trail Mix Day. Hmm. Oh no, that's just the trail mix is just M and M's with obstacles. Period. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. And uh, Friday is a National Pee in the Pool Day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so in the pool how much diatomaceous earth do you need to put in to like rebalance all the chemicals and stuff all, all of it all yeah, of yeah. It. all the de all the that's D-E. it okay <laughs> okay so saturday we're gonna wrap up our week of celebrations with national tailgating day which is exactly what it sounds like football season is in full swing and it's time to tailgate <laughs> so it's so it's it is in fact the celebration of sports not riding the person in front of you's ass in traffic uh, it might be clarification. Oh, it might be. Maybe I didn't read the article. Depends. Oh, dude, your cursory research is is getting out of control. It's not good. <laughs> well, can we do some history now? I love history. Yeah, let's do it. And with that, it's time to take a look at this week in history. Let's get started with in 1862, North the North and South clash at the Second Battle of Bull Run which I, I actually did read this article, and critics universally pan that battle, which isn't that surprising because sequels are never as good as the original. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. What am I talking about? I love that. That wasn't even foolish. That was great. <laughs> All right, dude, do you know, so what was the outcome of the battle and what was the outcome of the first battle? Why did they do a second one? 
I got bored halfway through the article. Uh, Oh, man. I'm going to have Julie call you up about research. All right, go ahead. Hey, Mark, here's all that you need to know about uh, Adam and I this week today. Generally, what happens is we generate more questions than we answer. (laughs) That's fine. That is totally good. Totally true. (laughs) I did read the next article on the next point, which was in 1883, Krakatoa erupted. So here's some facts about Krakatoa. It was located near Indonesia, and it was the most powerful volcanic eruption in recorded history. So here's some additional facts. So explosions threw five cubic miles of earth 50 miles into the air. They created 120-foot tsunamis and killed 36,000 people. Here's the most mind-blowing stat of the whole thing. The blast was heard 3,000 miles away. What? So where's 3,000 miles away from the epicenter? Like, what, what would be a perspective on that? Okay, so, so, so to give you something you can relate to, that's the same as if it happened in Portland and you heard it in Orlando. Wow. Wow, that's dude. That, that is, I always wonder, like, what the people, like, okay, I get it. You can hear it 3,000 miles away, but what did the person at the 3,000th mile say? Like, hey, did you hear something? <laughs> oh, well, it's probably nothing. It's probably definitely not 36,000 people dying of a volcanic eruption. In 1888, uh, Jack the Ripper's first victim was murdered in the Autumn of Terror. I think he did five uh, credited murders, and they think that there were more. Uh, but I actually, again, on my honeymoon, went to, on a Jack the Ripper tour because I'm a tourist and I love history. So I went on a tour of the London East End um, to see where Jack the Ripper's victims were, were murdered. And it was uh, very morbidly fascinating, but it was very interesting. Okay, well, your, your historical fact can only be topped by mine, which is in 1969, the first ATM opened for business. <laughs> was it like a store, you know? <laughs> right. Lots of people working behind the scenes, pushing money through slots. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think early ATMs just had um, a bunch of little people in, inside of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious. How did they actually do that? Was it mechanical? Like you pushed on buttons and it felt like a mechanical typewriter button push? Yeah, Chris, did you, did you do any additional research on this and to provide some fa- facts for this? I didn't. Oh. Okay. Cursory <laughs> research reigns <Yeah>. supreme. <laughs> Maybe we should get to some news. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, and you're, you're going to like this one, guys. Dateline, Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. So here's the headline. It reads, Dog defeats a chicken, a donkey, and a little boy to become mayor of Kentucky town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. Here we go. So this is what happened. Three-year-old pit bull, Brynneth Paltrow, defeated <laughs> each of these formidable opponents to be elected next mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. The town is an unincorporated community in Boone County. It has a population of 315 people. It's not only notable because of its unique name, but also because of its string of canine mayors. Oh, my gosh. So wow. this is something that they're used to and, and love, apparently. Yeah, so here's a brief history of their past elections. <laughs> in, in 1998, uh, Goofy Borneman Calhoun was elected to a four-year term. He died in office in July of 2001 at age 16. In in 2004, Cochran, a black Labrador, assumed office. Junior Junior came under scrutiny of the National Kentucky Health Department and was banned from entering the town's general store due to complaints. On May 30th in 2008, Junior also died in office. On August 31st, 2008, a special election was held to fill the vacancy left by the tragic uh, death of Mayor Junior. 
and he was succeeded by Lucy Liu, a border collie, becoming the town's first female mayor. That outraged some some more conservative members of the town. <laughs> God, <laughs> this, is my fa- this is my favorite. This is my favorite point in the, in the whole article. That outraged some more conservative members of the town, and they had her catapulted into the next county. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I'm just just kidding on that last note. She successfully oh. served out her two terms. Oh wow. That brings us to 2016. Hang on a second. When Brynneth became the fourth dog to be elected mayor of the town. So okay, so this means that people like are leaving work to go vote for this, or is it like a write-in ballot or an online survey? No, this is the official election for mayor in this town. <laughs> so the article continues and says, on the campaign trail, Brynneth promised she would help help sniff out the community's problems. <laughs> she she has the best smile I've ever seen, the dog's owner Jordy Bam Bam Bamforth said of her pup. She's very outgoing, added Bobby Kaiser, who works with Rabbit Hash Historical Society. There's always inappropriate licking going on. Oh, God. The article actually says that. It continues, What Brynth plans to do with her time in office remains to be seen. Being a mayor is, is a rough job, but this <laughs> dog, now elected to the top post in this small Kentucky town, seems to be up to the task. Good. Wow. I wish that I lived a life that was so simple that my... A dog could be the mayor of my community. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I think what's more what's more notable is that is that her opponents in the election were a chicken, a donkey, and a little boy. Well, I want to know how they fared. Like, which was the second runner-up? You know, wh- who? I do too. I, I would like to hear what their what their platforms were. <laughs> 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 right, like like. Like how how was how was the pit the winner how was their pl- platform so solid and these other right? were so weak yeah totally yeah right. what's the deal like do they have like issues with who can use what bathroom or do they not care you know? I don't know maybe it was like the decisiveness of the dogs being able to rip out somebody's jugular who opposed <laughs> you know his policies or something you know donkeys might stomp you to death and I don't know what a chicken would do yeah I guess just, just peck, peck yeah yeah I, I just want to know how the little boy coped with the with the disappointment of being oh, beaten yeah. out by three three animals good point. right good yeah he's point. he's now set up for failure for the rest of his life <laughs> well adam you know this but our guest doesn't know this unfortunately what happens every single episode is we try to get to other stories but we just run out of time oh, darn it uh, yeah so so mark here's a headline that we are not going to have time to get to today are you ready yes <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just excited to be ready for this. Here's the story we're not going to get to. The headline reads Supermodel claims she was fired by Hyundai for having her period. Oh, man. That's not good. Stupid Hyundai. That's, That's what's wrong with our society. Okay, with that, are you guys ready to get to birthdays? Yes, I love the birthday segment. Okay, let's get started. Do either of you recognize the name Paul Rubens? Yes, Pee Wee. All right, so Pee Wee Herman turns 65. Wow. Oh, my God. When he, do you remember when he was the spleen in Mystery Men? He, he cut down bad guys by farting on them? <laughs> no, Wait, I Mystery don't remember Man, that. The, the one with the shoveler? Yeah. Okay, The cool. shoveler and the Vince Killer and stuff. Yeah, Oh, I wait, remember. I do remember that. Yeah, he got brought in as like a ringer. A ringer, an O ringer, if you will. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. So, 
Also, Monday is Jack Black's birthday. He's 48. He is one of my favorite people on the planet. And when I was in college, I was in a Tenacious D tribute band called D Rock. Whoa. For sure, yep. And I was Jack Black. It was awesome. Well, uh, this Wednesday, Warren Buffett is going to celebrate his 87th birthday. Holy cow. That's amazing. And would either one of you like to guess how many billions he has? 28. So, Mark, your guess is 8, and Adam, yours is 20? Yes. It turns out he actually has 73.4 of them. Oh, why did I think 8? That's so dumb. Can I have one? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good question. He's not going to miss it. He's got plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. All right. Um, Van Morrison, the legendary singer, has turned 72 on Thursday. He will turn 72 on Thursday. Which is old, but oh, still happy doing. Happy birthday, Van Morrison. Yeah. Van Morrison's one of my favorites. Really? That makes sense. <laughs> what does that Why mean? Why does that make sense? Uh, just yeah. because. I mean, that's it's right along with your music tastes. <laughs> you have no idea what my music tastes are. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd only take two sentences to poke a complete giant holes in your, in your point. <laughs> but was I wrong? No. <laughs> All right, well... Guess who turns 53 on Saturday? It's one of my favorite actors. Not really. Keanu Reeves. Okay. 53, wow. He's probably the most fun actor to make fun of. And I, he's like a guilty pleasure actor. I like him. I loved him in The Matrix. Even mm-hmm. if he was like, Morpheus. I mean, I still like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so somehow somehow everyone says he's a terrible actor, but then they really enjoy most of the movies he's in. He was, of course, Neo in The Matrix. Of course. And possibly my favorite is he played Ted Theodore Logan in the 1989 cinematic masterpiece, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It totally was a masterpiece. Oh, my God. I've seen that so many times. Um, do you, should we move on to, to deaths? Yeah. Why don't you tell us who was born on this week, now dead? All right. So we'll start <laughs> off with uh, Lyndon Johnson. Died in 1973 at the age of 64. He was the former U.S. president. And uh, what was it? Hague uh, spokesperson after which which was the uh, the company that he called for the pants? Hager. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That was a classic phone call. Listeners, if you ever get a chance, listen to his phone call with Hager as he put in an order for some custom made pants. And, and made some very specific but, but graphic requests about his custom pants. Yes. Hilarious. And some facts about that is, uh, one, we have a freeway here in town named after LBJ. It's called LBJ Freeway. And oh. the uh, Hager Pants Company is based here. <laughs> oh, well, what a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our last born this week, now dead, is Ted Williams. You guys know who Ted Williams is? How can we not? Mm-hmm. Refresh my memory. He was a famous uh, Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. He died in 2002 at the age of 83. He was one of the best hitters in the game. After his death, his daughter had him decapitated and his head cryogenically frozen. And why was that? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but his, uh, his <laughs> head and body were separated from each other, and he's frozen in Arizona. At huh. the age of what? 83. They're not going to come up with a cure for old age. Yeah, so if he comes back, he's like, wait, 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 I'm, I'm still 83? This sucks. Right. And that's birthdays for this week. Sweet. Thank you. Now, Adam, Mark, I have some terrific news. Hmm. Yes, yes. What is it? The amazing fact generator is working again. Oh, glory be. Yes. That's wonderful news. Yeah. 
We, we sent it overseas to an engineer in Sweden because it wasn't working. It was the only guy on the face of the planet that could fix it. And indeed, he fixed it and sent it back. And so now we are once again ready to generate amazing facts. <laughs> yes, please hit that button. Actually, Adam, did you want to go first? I would. Lo- oh, okay. That'd be great. Yeah, let me hit it. Hitting it yeah. now. Bam. All right. In 1992, Nickelodeon buried a time capsule that included a Game Boy, Reebok pump sneakers, and Gak. Uh-huh. Joey Lawrence added a hat that said, whoa, on it. <laughs> so the first three things, the Game Boy, the pumps, and the Gak, I mean, those were, man, the stuff of legends to me when I was, when I was in 92. So I, I would love to see that time capsule pulled. <laughs> All right, Chris, hit the button, dude. Okay, here we go. All right, this is an amazing fact. In an aquatic traffic jam, alligators will give manatees the right-of-way. Are you serious? What? When yep. is that? That's crazy. I would love to see that situation occur and somebody document it more than once. I would too. Yeah, I'm not going to ask why or where this happens because I'm thinking I'll be just disappointed with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please don't ask any more questions. Okay. It would happen in South Florida. We have both of those here. <laughs> wow, manatees and alligators. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we're the sunshine state. Well, la da Yeah, really? <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm just telling you that's where it came from. I don't know why I got crapped on for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to finish up our time today with our incompetent criminal of the week. This article headline reads... Where not to hide when trying to rob a house. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. This story comes to us from Ridgecrest, California, which is not far from the home of our friend Chris Brayton of the More Gooder Than podcast, who who lives in Bakersfield. And so here's here's how it went. It says, Officers from the Ridgecrest Police Department were initially dispatched to a home Sunday after reports of a triggered burglary alarm. A few minutes later, police got another call this time from a woman who claimed that her friend was trapped in a chimney at the same address. When officers arrived, they discovered Keith Schultz, 28 years old, wedged in the chimney. Schultz, who was covered in soot in his, mu- in his mugshot, was eventually uh, rescued from the chimney by firefighters. He was taken to Bakersfield Jail and charged with burglary. And that <laughs> is this week's Incompetent Criminal. Oh, I love Incompetent Criminals. Like, I just love the, the immediate comeuppance. <laughs> yeah so so if you're gonna rob someone's house don't hide in the chimney only santa no, claus can pull that off. that's right exactly yeah, yeah yeah and that's it that's all we have for this uh this installment of this week today wonderful it was a great episode Huzzah. good job guys <laughs> thanks mark and and now it's promo time now mark i know this is usually where julie rudely takes over the show but since she's not here why don't you tell us about your show and where we can find it yeah she is really good at promoting us definitely true um yeah so you can find our show the station wagon podcast it can be found pretty much everywhere on the internet if you just trip over it we're on twitter at wagon pod and on facebook at wagon pod and um yeah if you just were if you just do a search for the station wagon podcast you'll get to us um and we are all about taking things for granted or actually giving up those things that we take for granted um we talk about the science and the psychology and history of something we give it up for a few weeks two to four weeks sometimes and then we report back on how it 
how it went with us. So like some examples are like giving up interrupting, giving up unsafe driving. One of my favorites was giving up sarcasm, giving up apologizing. That was really awesome too. That's a good one. Yeah. So we have a bunch of different shows. Yeah, your show is great. It's actually one of my favorite indie shows. And the way that you and Julie relate to each other is probably one of the best things about it. That is super nice of you to say. Yeah, she's kind of a chump sometimes, though. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Mark, thanks again for joining us on the show. Adam, what would you like to promote today? I would like to promote thelordsaunders.com, which is me and my audio editing. I've kind of gotten really into the uh, uh, podcast editing game, and I'm, I'm really, really loving it mostly because I'm finding some great podcasts and I'm working with a lot of great people. And as usual, the Avoid Being Hated podcast. That's my wife's podcast, and I really love it. So You know, my co-host was on that podcast once. Yes, her episode was great. I had a great time editing her podcast. I don't know if it, I don't know if it actually helped her, though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have one more podcast I'd like to recommend. So this week's Pod of the Week is the NateCast. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. If it wasn't good, I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, go listen to the NateCast. And guess what, guys? We have a Patreon page now. Hey! We'd like to make this special offer. If you become our first patron, you can be a guest on this very show. So go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard and sign up to be our our first patron. You know what? I just want it perfectly clear that I did not pay to be on the show today. (laughs) No, that's true. You were were invited. Thank you. Right, we paid you. That's true. Mm -hmm. And something. All right, you can find This Week Today on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeup by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the other music and sound effects can also be found on YouTube. You've been listening to This Week Today on the Gravity Beard podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to.